This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by comicbookclick.com, and as always, I am never alone. Sir, if you could please introduce yourself. How's it going everybody? It's John Escudero here, aka Yogi. Yogi is here, and he is one of the best people to ever come onto this podcast. One would even call him S-tier. One of the first ones to join in on all the madness that we do here on the Major Issues Podcast. And we have a bunch of things to celebrate. First and foremost, you know, we just passed six years as Comic Book Click, and the Batman has just uh, been released on HBO Max. Have you given it a rewatch yet, Yogi? I rewatched it last night for the first time since uh, theaters. And, uh, oh boy, still just as good, even better now. I found some of the scenes, some of the scenes were hitting even harder now. I found myself smiling. I was like, oh, man. Oh, because you knew it was coming? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that it's gotten, it's become part of conversation again. Even even just, uh, you know, like for a second there. It felt like the world had seen it and people weren't really talking about it anymore. And then it came back uh, to streaming or came on streaming and a bunch of people saw it for the very first time. And so the debates have come right back up about, you know, how good this film is. Is it the best Batman film? And I feel like all that is up to preference. Uh, Depending on what you're looking for in a Batman film, you can find those elements in almost all every single one and thus you can have your favorite you know your favorite is subjective so we're not interested in trying to figure out which is the best batman film but throughout batman's life in cinema he's had a bunch of villains and we decided that we were going to create another special episode of the major issues podcast you guys know which was worse you know a staple here well we've we created another one and it's called tear factor and in, tier, tier, ah, and, and in tier factor, we're not eating no bull, bull testicles or anything like that. We are here. Oh, I came for bull testicles. <laughs> oh, son of a... All that training for nothing. Damn. <laughs> we, in it, we are, we've set up uh, five tiers. S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, and D tier. And we will be, I guess, ranking and putting each one of these villains in a respective class of their own and then kind of looking over the list afterwards to see (laughs) where everyone landed which i think is going to be the best part and when i'm thinking of batman i'm thinking about batman villains i couldn't have done this with anyone else yogi so are you ready to start the very first episode of tear factor 
Yes, let's go. I love this because I have absolutely no notes. So this is all going to be <laughs> opinion. <laughs> and what I can't remember. We're winning yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> um, have you seen the very first Batman movie? No, I have not. Admittedly. Okay. okay. Uh, I should get around to it, though. Is it on HBO Max? I have to double check because for a while, I believe Disney owned it. Through oh, some wow. weird fox loophole yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, a weird fox wow. loophole um i think it's a disney thing a big um, flex would have been if they put it on disney plus yes uh, like banner like right there right in the middle <laughs> we have <laughs> the batman uh yeah so while we have the batman now and before then in 1989 we had batman uh, the very first film that Batman ever did, and I'm not talking about the serials and stuff like that, I'm talking about major motion picture, is um, Batman the movie. Because remember they were doing that at the time, like Rugrats the movie, and like <laughs> you had to remind people that it was uh, the show, the movie. And the villain of that, the villains of that were, uh, you know, Cesar Romero's Joker, Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman. And I think that they're, they deserve, I, I, I'd like to put them in A. I think just for being, um, you know, pilg- oh, I was gonna say pilgrims. Pioneers. It's almost not fair, right? Because they these are basically the villains from the TV show, right? Everyone yes. from the TV show came back. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're already like, uh, they've got a, such a huge advantage. Like they've had so much time to seep into the hearts and minds of everyone. Like even back then, even right. in the context of like the sixties, people would have already been so excited to see these TV characters on the. I guess big screen. How right. is it? Was it a theatrical release? That's or was it yeah. like a TV primetime special? I believe it was. I would be very upset if it wasn't a theatrical release. I'm almost certain because I know that they. Um, I think one was supposed to eventually lead to the other, but the, the scheduling got kind of messed up. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, you know, even with Caesar Romero not shaving his mustache, I think that they these guys uh, trailblazers. You know, I just don't know if I'm ready to put them in an S tier. I I just wasn't of that time, so like I respect what they've done, <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure where they should sit on this. Where where do, where do you think I mean, these people should go? Really, really, like I said, I, I, from what I've seen of their performances, from watching TV, from watching the TV show at least, I think um, I, I think A tier. I think A tier is pretty accurate. If I I feel like B tier is almost disrespectful. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yes, yes, of course. I'm looking now. It's saying something about it made 3.9 million in rentals. In rentals. Oh, so yeah. was it like a straight to VHS deal back then? Yeah. Oh, not VHS. It was the 60s, or was it 70s? What, what, what was the year this was released? 66. 66. All right. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure how would the how would the uh, distribution of something like this have been in the That's 60s. Our- that's what I'm trying to find out right now. But everything I try to pull up pulls up the Batman. <laughs> I'm looking at Batman the movie, people. But yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think they deserve to go in the uh, A tier. So congratulations, Batman the movie villains. You are now A tier. Speaking of A tier, possibly S tier, Jack Nicholson's Joker from the Batman 89. Uh, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Or do you, do I look like I'm joking? All all of, all of that stuff. Um, 
wait till you wait, wait till you get a load of me. I really, really like Nicholson's Joker. Um, I like the extended Smilex commercial stuff. Like that reminds <laughs> me of like I, I was gonna say it reminds me of animated series as if the animated series came before then, but you know, like it reminds me of that class of Joker. Um, it's gonna get very serious with that character after this. So I yeah. want to kind of give this the Nicholson kind of um, you know slap happy Joker um, some credit, but where does it feel? Where does that character feel like it belongs to you? I very much enjoy Nicholson's performance as Joker. Um, I enjoy the character, but the one thing that has always bothered me for my whole life <laughs> is the way that they tied him into the murder of Batman's parents. Oh yeah, that's true. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that so much. It it, yeah. it burns me alive that that exists. <laughs> like, I, and it's so popular, and maybe people even think that's the way it goes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it came all the way back around to joke Joker, the Joker film. Yeah, where where Joker? Well, I guess you could say not exactly responsible, but semi responsible. And it's like that becomes like some star crossed fate stuff that. I don't really care for it. Like, I'd much rather it be some rando. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. I actually like... never want to see uh, it clearly defined. Like, we, we we can talk about the Batman right now, right? Like, they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. They, the the way they, they kind of teased an idea here and teased another idea there, but ultimately decided, like, it was, we'll never know. It was random crime. That's the way yeah. it needs to be. It would be weird if Batman had a mission that can be completed. That's right, <laughs> right, and 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 also in his first movie, like he doesn't yeah. lock up this Joker. This Joker dies, like it's all <laughs> over. It's all over. It's like okay, that was the whole. That's it. Parents of end. This mission is done. I'm going to go find a wife. And <laughs> that's it. Kind of makes me wonder what would have happened if um, Bruce would have been able to shoot him in Begins. Like that would have been it. That would been it. Would have been just credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so it's it's a it's it's another it's a tier for me. Uh for okay. me. Anyway, okay. I understand if you would go S tier because it does have that uh legendary status, but for me it's it's an A tier. I think I think I'm gonna go A tier as well. I, I'm saving my S tiers. I think that they you know that should be a hollow ground and we can review re-review the list once we start seeing what how some of these uh tiers line up. So you can join Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, and uh, the rest of the cast of Batman, the movie, in the eighth tier. <laughs> um, S tier, Selena Kyle. <laughs> Batman Returns. <laughs> Almost everything is wrong with this character's origin, <laughs> the costume, the hair color. Like everything about this is it has nothing to do with the canon of Catwoman whatsoever. And then her damn hair color leaked into the perfect animated series. Like you, yep. you're the one thing that that stands out as a bad <laughs> thing. Such a perfect piece of art. It's because of you. And she like I I like I said, like I just I just really, really dug it. It's still I still Love Batman Returns. I love it on rewatch. Everyone who's heard the podcast knows it's a sentimental favorite. Um, and I was I questioned when I put her up here 
I was like, well, what about, you know, Zoe Kravitz? And what about um, old girl from the Nolan trilogy? Why am I blanking on her name now? And Hathaway. And Hathaway. There you go. Uh, but they they were not really antagonistic. I think, it, like, at one point she stabs Batman <laughs> in, in Batman Returns. She, uh, she stabs him with her cat. And Hathaway was iffy because she kind of did uh lead him she robbed his- she robbed the old uh, old man she did lead him, his, uh, lead him to get his back broken yeah. <laughs> he was but, that, but then she allowed him to break her back in europe yeah that's so I that's, think- <laughs> that's really all you can do after that right like, you understand? and they I'm say sorry. nolan doesn't know poetry like this I'm is sorry <laughs> you got your back broken here is my kitty butt. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't even know really how she got cat powers. She they like lick her fingers and bite her fingers. It was, she died and they brought her back to life. It was like it was after the Batman, the, the first Batman movie was not like it wasn't grounded, so to speak. It was very fantastical, but we hadn't gone to like <laughs> the weirdness, you know, that we get to in Batman Returns. Yeah, uh, it was out there. It was out. It was very out there. Uh, Burton was feeling pretty confident about his vision. He was like, uh, "This is." He was like, "All right, here's what we can do now. We got a zombie hot cat woman, and yeah, an yeah, yeah. real penguin man. Yeah, like like a, a freak show in a circus. To the point that they gave him all the like. It's like they had the leftover." Uh, Joker goons or something like that. The circus, and they're just like, he went too far, and the McDonald's people were like, "Hey, <laughs> we, yeah. we're not allowing this." Like I said, like I said, like like Selena feels like an S for me. Are we going on A? Or are you selling B even for her blondness? <laughs> where where do you sit on? I her? she's a B tier for me. You can put her S if you like. If you like her that much, I know the movie's great, but I don't know about an S tier. I don't know about an S tier. Well, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see then who else makes this movie. They're right here in front of us. So yeah, who yeah. else would you we say makes this movie? Uh, would you would you put Devito as S S tier? Devito, Devito, I, I honestly, I was thinking hard on it. I was thinking hard on it because S tier is like special, you know. It's like oh yeah, hundred percent perfection, you know. Like that was perfect, and Devito is is probably there. Like as when it comes to penguin portrayals, he yeah. he's pretty influential. Like his penguin, yeah. <laughs> even, you know, like he, people don't go they they don't go all crazy with the whole. Uh, one in a, you know, he was like a Harvey Weinstein esque. Oh right, right. <laughs> just the demeanor and the way he looks and the way he portrayed the penguin. It's still you can still see it to this day. I think it's also one of the darkest uh, plans. He wants to murder all the first born child children of Gotham. <laughs> He's <laughs> like that, and he like. At one point, successfully like kidnaps a bunch, like just goes to through people's houses, and successfully kidnaps a bunch of kids. Uh, that's not that's He's not great. Very then, successful at being a bad person. <laughs> yes, yeah, and was a bit of the shadow to Bruce, right? It was it was that idea of like the Cobblepots and the Waynes, and you know, um, he was very envious of Bruce and how 
where that all took him, being someone of privilege. And uh, as soon as they started to fight back against him, he just struck back at them and seemingly wanted to kill all their all their people. So I mean, I mean he's also the only villain, the main villain of the Nola, of the Burton movies that doesn't bother me with their origin. So there, uh, there's that. The whole ju- the whole carriage getting thrown off the bridge thing. <laughs> it's fine. Moses, the mo the Moses scene in the beginning of the of the, of the film where the he wants where to kill the firstborn children because he's Moses. That's a really doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work that way. No, it I'm doesn't. Not... <laughs> so I'll put Selena. It would be you want to put Devito S tier. I'll put him S tier if I if if you if it's up to me. Devito was an S tier Batman villain. I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Uh, Max Shrek, I like Max Shrek, bro. <laughs> I, I, I like like what a he, what a scumbag. <laughs> he is a piece of trash. He really is a piece of trash. I I, I guess the the thing that that keeps him from being high tier for me is that he's pretty yeah. much a, a a generic bad guy. Like anybody could be uh, Max Shrek. I forgot yeah. his name until <laughs> you just mentioned said it. it right now. <laughs> And I very clearly remember everything he does. Uh, I killed the ice, the ice queen, or whatever her name yeah, was. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just that I don't. He didn't really have anything that stood out about him beyond his like white hair and Christmas movie villain theme. And uh, and uh, Bat Batman, uh, no Bruce Wayne. Why are you dressed like the Batman? Because <laughs> he is Batman, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Always love. <laughs> I always love when Bruce Wayne rips off his uh, fruit roll-up mask. <laughs> he just rips it like it. Like it's a, so like, weird because it looks so stiff the whole movie. Then it's like <laughs> rips it off. <laughs> a stiff breeze rips rips right. it off his face. <laughs> so, so how many of those do you have? Because that looks expensive. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> um, he's all, he's also very. I mean, I I think. Uh, in keeping with the 90s in general, just like a parody of Trump. <laughs> like, I feel like he's <laughs> one, of these, one of these various rich uh, people who are, don't have any morals and are willing to cut corners. Um, uh, so here's the thing. I'd like Shrek to go B. But if Shrek goes B, Selena got to go up. Because yeah. I don't think that they're on the same tier. <laughs> But maybe Shrek is a C level villain. Maybe I need maybe you need yeah, to come to yeah, that realization no. right now. Listen, you you could be C or D and very well liked. It's just that that's what you are. You're a you're a C tier, even D tier villain. Like, no, you know what? I think that I, I think it's fair for Max to be C and set the standard for C. You okay. know? And then anyone under that is just yeah, D's uh, you know, nuts. But <laughs> Yes, yeah, that movie, um, that movie was terrifying, uh, but still one of my favorites. But like you said, when you think about it, the murder of the ice queen, the whole abandonment of a baby in a river, um, there's several really, really, really dark elements to this that somehow weirdly work, um, and you know, created a bunch of cool and crazy characters. A bit now, even if you look, at, even looking at them, they're all monochromatic. They're all black and white and gray. Uh, those three characters, and it's about to get very colorful when Schumacher gets a hold of these Batman films with Batman Forever. Um, Two Face, Harvey Dent, 
James, I was gonna say James Earl Jones, Tommy Lee Jones, his brother. <laughs> James Earl Jones is the greatest Batman. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Asian Tommy Lee Jones. Where does I do not like this portrayal of Two Face? I think I think that it is misinformed in various ways. If there was a time where I was not digging Two Face because I thought this was the only, like this is what it was, you know. Um, to it's almost tragic to skip over the entirety of the DA stuff. Yeah, like to just jump over that, like yada yada through that feels weird. I'm also upset that the only reason why his other half of the face isn't burned is because he had a folder. <laughs> yeah, like a, <laughs> like a manila folder. <laughs> he put it up and somehow that blocked the acid <laughs> from going into his face. And he still got acid directly straight down. <laughs> like the, his burns are directly straight up and down his face. Um, manila folders are the world's number one defense against acid. You should know this. I, I liked his uh, polyamorous relationship. I thought that was very progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Both sides got their own girlfriend. I thought that was pretty cool. It was it was cool. And then you really, what year was this? 96? Yeah. 90, Things yeah. Were a little 95. Extreme. Yeah, 95. We were getting yeah. there. We were really getting there. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's like his suit. The other sides of the suits are not burnt. They're just like really weird zoot suits with with the uh, just weird tiger stripes or whatever. Um, this is strange. This is strange, man. I, I'm willing to go C for him, but I would go D. That's a you D go, tier. You yeah, go D. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, All right. D tier, tier two face portrayal doesn't. It's absolutely like you said, inaccurate, shallow, even. Yeah, lacking of depth that yeah. Two Face has, I and mean, Two Face is a very uh, deep character, you know. I just, I, I'm just thinking, like he also, like you were talking about shallow. They also give him like an incredibly shallow death, where they throw a bunch of coins, and he's like, "My coins!" And, like that was, <laughs> like, like that you was know, it for the character. What do you think, Tommy Lee fucking Jones thought he's reading this shit? He's got to. Like, I so I have a theory that Tommy Lee Jones, like, just wanted to do Nicholson's Riddler for this, like, didn't even care what character he was playing, he just wanted to do that, you know, slapsticky, you know, uh, character for this. And he said he looks like he's having fun. I yeah, would like to try that. And that, and he looks like he got paid a bunch of fucking money for this. So I'm totally down for that. Um, it's it was very funny because it was noted on set that Tommy Lee Jones and his co-star Jim Carrey the Riddler did not get along. Um, wait, okay, I shouldn't say did not get along. Jim Carrey had no beef with <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, but apparently Tommy Lee Jones, uh, like at one point, Jim Carrey went to a restaurant uh, to kind of like introduce himself to Tommy Lee Jones and be like, hey, you know, we're working together and stuff, and. Um, Tommy Lee Jones pulled him to the side and said, I will not sanction your buffoonery. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I will not <laughs> sanction your buffoonery. So, um, yeah, they, I guess maybe he saw, like, the Ace Ventura ass-talking stuff and thought he was going to come and bring that shit over to him. That's such a weird 
idea that like this guy does funny movies he must be a goofball in real life and i bet the set is atrocious but like, then look at like, but then look at what he did with Two Face. So it's like, what are you? <laughs> that just doesn't even like. I understand being a snobby Hollywood elitist, especially back then. I mean, he's already old, so he's been in the Hollywood for like thirty freaking years, and you know. But yeah. it's just such a weird. It's, it's a low IQ thought process. Like, <laughs> yeah. it really yeah. is. Um, but I think the other side of that coin, no pun intended, is Jim Carrey's Riddler. Um, that I like, I like this Riddler, but I sit in a weird position with it because I also think that it's not very, uh, comic booky. Well, what are you, what, at least when it came to the Riddler, he was a lot less, uh, I don't want to say less defined. He did have his own lore, but it wasn't as deep or even compelling as anything, (laughs) Like Mr. Freeze or uh, Poison Ivy even. So there was room to play with. And I think for the tone of the film and for everything they were going for, I think it fit in pretty freaking perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. I also think the transformation works from this like kind of meek, but obviously um, uh, outgoing. Like he's... He's both meek and outgoing because when he's by himself, he's silly and telling jokes and his whole, you know, he has like one of those weird fortune teller people in his house. So uh, he's obviously eccentric. So it works when he starts being a bad guy. He's overly eccentric. All the staff work. Like, come on, bro. That's killer. That's that's S-tier staff work at the very least, how he's working that staff in this film. Um, And when I think of Batman Forever, I think of that scene of them destroying the bat cave uh that we that we never saw anything come come of <laughs> but you know I, I i distinctly remember you know all the the pelvic thrusts and the explosions and the uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i remember i distinctly remember all that so where does jim carrey's riddler sit on the tier of tears Jim Carrey is a B-tier villain, a B-tier Batman villain for me. I I wouldn't go A because there's still like some glaring issues. But for all that it's worth, and especially in these Shoemaker Batman movies, uh, Schumacher, I think B is pretty high. I think it's going to be the highest I'll go for any of the rest of them, too. (laughs) <laughs> i think i think that he can sit comfortably with me i i with selena there like i'd still watch a film with they if those two came back yeah we can see the batman but yeah these two versions <laughs> and selena kyle instead but acted out the same way with the same exact script and yeah. they bring their tone yeah. weird yeah Pretty great <laughs> um I don't even know what to say for these next crop of people, but uh, Bane, Batman, and Robin. I think this is right there with Toothface, with Toothface in the sense that, like, I, I remember getting my education from about Bane from Batman the Animated Series, and yeah. him him being so articulate and dangerous and and all of it. Like, um, I think that the size is the most perfect part of this character. Um, for me, I liked the transformation when I saw it in the film, but almost everything else from top to bottom, absolute, like, 
just not great. It's this this pain is is honestly one of the worst Batman film villains of all time. Like yeah. it's, it's if we were utilizing F tier here, he would be F tier. Yeah, because we're not going lower than D. He can sit there at the bottom <laughs> of D. He's a low D. He's a low well, D. What was what do you think was the most egregious change for this? It's not even about the change. Like you said, we're at this point, we're at the point here, and all and the next two villains are gonna have the same issue where they're like really shitty, childish, shallow versions of what they are, even at this point in time. What is it, 95? Yeah, you seven. seven. Ninety-seven. You could have still yeah. got some more compelling stories out of these characters, especially Mister Freeze. By ninety-seven, he was established as uh, something really cool. We're gonna get to him, but the yeah. whole but the main thing—it's uh, that issue. It's that issue—the uh, shallowness and the sh- and the crappiness. Yeah, it's weird because, um, like I said, they they made him almost a mute. Like he only said his own name, which was weird. Like. There's they no took, evidence prior that that's all he did. So you would think that that's a venom the thing. thing. They took the strength thing, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. We yeah. that is. We didn't even try. We, we didn't even. They didn't create anything to replace the rest of Bane. They were just no. like, give us this husk of Bane. <laughs> no, no. Um, and that's the Floronic man. Also, that's Jason Woodgrew as the Holy as the scientist. Yeah, that's Jason wow. as a scientist in that they just throw him away. Like they they have the wherewithal to know who he is and make him be that in the in the thing, but not the wherewithal to be like let's let's like they pulled out the pharaonic man, but they couldn't tell us that Bane was a prisoner and all this other kind of stuff, and it just felt very very uh, strange. And then he had to be green, very other strange choice, I guess, because of the venom, it makes him green. They were really, really focused on making those toys. Yeah, <laughs> that's really yeah. what it was. Which um, is- my my, so I had that theory that I told you about earlier, where which is that I think that Jack Nicholson's um, Joker very much influenced Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. I swear, um, Uma Thurman's just doing Eartha Kit, like she's doing her <laughs> Catwoman. With poison ivy, <laughs> even even sort of talking in that like Hollywood starlet, you know, kind of yeah, kind of stuff. Um, I remember really liking her as a kid, probably for reasons <laughs> that have nothing to do with my Batman fandom. Um, I like Uma. Th- I like Uma Thurman as an actress. Where does she sit? Where does where does this go? Um, very meek scientist with glasses gets pushed into some chemicals that involve some plants. <laughs> she dies, then rises from the ground as poison ivy with poison lips uh, and puts Batman and Robin against one another um, for the poon. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't hate um, <clears throat> Uma Thurman's poison ivy as much as I hate Bean. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there was it resembled poison ivy a lot more than two-face or bane resembled who their characters are even yes. though there were very large issues like like again like i said this is the these 90s bat films were the the whole idea is making toys it doesn't matter yeah. we don't need a compelling story we need some very flat uh colorful villains 
that Batman can beat up and he they'll they'll challenge him, but not really. You know, yeah. like it yeah. was it, it it's really crappy. It's really especially when we have when we're so spoiled today. But even trying but trying to look at it in its own little vortex in its bubble, I think uh they did a decent job. A, a, uh, you say B is the highest you'd go for this, right? Uh, for her, uh, C. I would go C. That's, that's the highest. Yeah. Re- we think she's the same as Max Shrek, though. I think that she is not as good as Jim Carrey's Riddler or uh, the Catwoman. Okay, that's like she. She just she can't sit in that tier with them. She can sit. I think that I think that's fair. I think that's fair. She is above. Uh, she is above Bane. Absolutely, no, 100%. I think if anything, you should put her in front of Max Shrek. <laughs> ah, she should, she should lead, she should be the standard of that. He's the low end of C's, he's the yeah. lower C, she's yeah. the higher C. That makes sense. Um, the man of the hour, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as, uh, as Mr. Freeze. Um, possibly the biggest joke, like, he, like, he's who people point to. When they think about like the series kind of going downhill, depending on yeah. what you like, what you don't. I think, <laughs> I think that we've gone to a point as a society where people are more accepting of the idea that those movies were kind of meant to be a little bit tongue in cheek. Um, does that change his? Uh, does that change him in in your favor? Knowing that you know, it's kind <laughs> of my. You know, my biggest issue is honestly, I hate the suit. Yeah. I, I really the, I really dislike it. I don't understand it. It feels Power Ranger Power Ranger E. Like much it, like the nineties comics. Like the more lines something had, it was more what's the word they use? Toyetic. Oh it's, my gosh. It 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 looks like the Megazord. It looks like the Megazord Ivan Ooze made when he made his own <laughs> Megazord. I swear they had it left over or something. You took away the red eyes the red you know the goggles like those are that's that's it but one of my like biggest things about this character is just the like i can't express how cool it is in my opinion that a single episode of an animated television show would completely change a character from top to bottom create this origin heart of ice you know um that is so fire that it immediately enters into a film like almost the first chance that they it, it can get they want to tell this story that was basically created whole cloth um on an animated television show and i think there's portions of that that they get right they nail the nora stuff they nail the origin stuff you know it's when he's there in the fuzzy slippers that i'm just rolling my eyes you know when he's there in the in the um bathrobe or all of the ice puns or the weird diamonds or whatever yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff is actually um <laughs> i don't want to say it's redeemable because it isn't it's still a bad version of mr freeze especially when they were presented with something so compelling but right. at least it was entertaining it was funny i don't want to say i was entertained by the film and satisfied but if you right. go watch those clips of Arnold Schwarzenegger hamming it up as Mr. Freeze. It's pretty freaking funny. I am. He's still going to end up on the D tier, but it's very funny. I, do you think? Um, do you think that this portrayal of Mr. Freeze has halted 
further portrayals of Mr. Freeze? I think it might have at one point, but we're also, uh, I feel like we're past a lot of that kind of stuff. Because then look at Riddler right now yeah. in The Batman. He's been yeah. completely reinvented in the eyes of the public. Yeah. I feel like those. I feel like those four in general: Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, and Joker are always in a, a state of flux, of redefine and stuff like that. Because even all four of those were prominent characters in um, Gotham as well. Uh, so I thought that was interesting there. So you want to put him in B? No, absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> see? No, I was good. you. Would you put him in C? I would. I would leave him in D tier. I just thought he was funny. Oh, <laughs> D D. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go I'd go I'd go see. I'd go see for the the teardrop. I'd go see for <laughs> can, can you give me the teardrop? I, I, I give it to you. You you he uh, <laughs> like <I> said, <laughs> he, was least, he was at least entertaining yeah. compared to the other two. Right, right. I'm I'm still thinking of that uh manila folder. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> Thank the Lord. Save save this site. Um uh not I keep getting these. Yeah, Salvatore Maroni, right? Or is this yep. no, this is Carmine Falcone. Oh. Yeah, oh, Salvatore oh, Maroni oh. is um Salvatore Maroni's from uh Dark Knight. He's in Dark Knight. He's who gets his uh, ankles broken when they <laughs> uh drop him on there. But yeah, now we're getting to some serious territory and the first kind of a villain with no bones about him just straight up regular man uh organized crime is carmine falcone from dark knight i'm sorry from the Nolan, the dark knight trilogy but more specifically That's batman begins in 2005 and um like the the move here the flex move for me was always when they're sitting in that uh, diner, and he's like, "I got yeah, judges I, over here. I got people over there. Like, what are you? What are you? Get? This bum! I'm gonna get you kicked out of here." That's my, that's my favorite scene in that movie. I love yeah. that. It really shows you how much power he holds over Gotham. Um, and then, like I said, like it's it's Bruce freaking Wayne. Like he's he's the he's Gotham's son, and he still gets him kicked out on his ass. <laughs> In the narrow, like, like how unprepared Bruce was, and utterly unprepared for the kind of power that Maroni had at that yeah. point. Yep. Um, it's he's also the one that is captured when you get the big Batman reveal. Like he's Batman's first, you could say he's Batman's first uh foe, right? Like the first successful um yeah, you could say that. It's 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 accurate to the lore. Almost yeah. You <laughs> yeah. So, um, where does uh, I was gonna call Maroni again? Where does Falcone uh, sit? And also, I've heard several different YouTubers, and they they go back and forth on Falcone and Falcone, all, all willy nilly because there's an e at the end of it. I'm pretty sure it's Falcone, but it, it might be Falcone. But I've been calling, I've been saying Falcone for so long. Yeah, that, hey, Falcone. Yeah, it's the family Falcone. Familia Falcone. Familia Falcone. So yeah, man, Falcone has been a big uh, character in the comics. You know, Long Halloween stuff like that. Year where do you one. Think this, yeah, year one. Where do you think this portrayal should go? I think it was a great portrayal of Falcone. However, uh, I also don't. I wouldn't put it on the same level as like uh, the Joker 
uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker or the Batman 66 TV villains, the rogues gallery, the original OG rogues gallery. I yeah. don't think yeah. that this Falcone slash Falcone uh, can sit up there with them. So you would absolutely be like a high tier uh, B for me. I, I'd go B as well. Um, like I said, like just, just played fearlessly, play like an actual boss. It's you, totally believable. Um, obviously, once he gets into the custody of the uh, police, he is then accosted by Jonathan Crane, uh, yeah. Cillian Murphy, that's the actor's name, I believe, who is uh, almost yeah. Batman. He was almost, he tried out for Batman, for Bruce Wayne Batman. Who's uh, that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he tried out, uh, and I guess they're like, uh, you look more like a psychopathic <laughs> psychiatrist. <laughs> They were like, uh, he's bugging me out with his eyes. I don't know if uh, he can be bruised. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, Scarecrow. We got Cillian Murphy. We got Scarecrow. Um, where do you think Scarecrow goes here? Scarecrow is another one that uh, I didn't hate it at all. I thought he did a great job. I thought it was a very accurate portrayal of the character. I thought Murphy did a, a wonderful job as who he was. And when he comes back later on, uh, I think he's a great B tier for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think B tier is fair. I, I, my only argument against him would even, would, it's not really even against him. I don't think we got enough of him. You know, yeah, he like we should have played more into why he relishes in making people f- afraid. Like, where that? Where does that come from? Um, I wouldn't say he was ill-defined. It, uh, the way that they did that trilogy made Gotham feel like these things were going on, and we just kind of stepped in for a second to watch the events unfold for a certain amount of years. Yeah, so he felt like a lived-in character. I, I felt believable, but we never really got things from his angle. Did um, they skip over the whole mother thing? They never mentioned that, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, big deal for me. Yeah. Um huge uh, this is this is huge the cinematic debut of Rachel Rachel or Roz. They let you or say Roz. They, they they say Roz in these movies? I I've heard I definitely heard Rach before. I love Rach. Rach is how I as how I say it. Um, but I, um, I, I think I've also heard Roz, unless my, I'm, I'm mixing up, maybe Arrow has said it. But I want to say, as well. did this movie not like accept both names? I would say so. That's what I'm saying. I think some people called them under one and some people called them the other and no one really <laughs> argued against it. I'll just say it flat out too. I, but I love Liam uh, Neeson as freaking Rachel Boy. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And I know people are like, you know, he they whitewashed Rishal Ghul. Yeah, and that's I, true. That is a very valid argument. Uh, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, invalidated in that. I just think like Liam Neeson is like a high tier actor. He just does like bad movies nowadays, but he's still, I believe, a high tier actor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, he's, he said some problematic things in the past before. <laughs> you he know, we said some things too. He's a, but I mean, listen, I, I'm weird about artists and art. I, yeah. I, I uh, when it came to the art, I think Rachel Ghoul here was great. I think Liam Neeson killed it. I, uh, I, I know that the Nolan trilogy is grounded, and I know people hate it. 
I know people hate the way they did this in Rises, but I was I really liked the uh he's not immortal because this this is a grounded world, but he's immortal because he's still coming after you with Talia. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I liked that. I I liked it. I think they wasted Talia and Rises, but we'll get to that. But uh but I like the I th- way it came around for Raish. I think I think using him to sort of kind of um explain the other sorts of training that Batman got was genius. Uh, they turned him into Henry Ducard. Uh what's the well, original name? No, no, that's a uh isn't it Ducard? It is Ducard. It is, is it Henry? Ducard, but I, I always get the Batman Begins name and the real name confused because they're both Ducard. I think one is Mealy Ducard and one is Henry or something like that. I'm about to find out right yeah. now. But they call him they call him Henry Ducard in the um thing as well, right? In the yeah, they, film. They mixed the two characters. They mixed Rachel Ghoul and Batman's real accurate lore trainer, and which is very cool. It's all oh, everything I'm looking up coming up Henry with uh okay. with an eye though. Henry Ducard. Yeah, yeah. Henry Ducard. Um, but yeah, man, like, and then to add that element in as well, like to, to, to pull the deep cut of Henry Ducard to use, uh, race in this, the way that they did the league of shadows, I did the, like ninja parts of Batman in this film really carry it for me. Um, I'd put him a or above. Yeah. I got him at an A tier. Same. I think we could put him at a tier and now the man of the hour. Here we go. 2008, the person you guys have all been waiting for. Yes. Lao. Yes. (laughs) Lao. I thought about putting uh, the rest of the mobsters, but in all actuality, like Lao's the first person that Batman's able to, besides Scarecrow, who comes back and stuff like that, like Lao's the first new antagonist Batman has to kind of roll with and outsmart and uh, apprehend. By breaking several laws, he broke so so many laws. We get to see Lucius Fox be a a snippy person towards others, not just Bruce. Yep. (laughs) Yep. This is wrong. I should say. (laughs) Yeah. What was it? Uh, something about like he could have just told me this over the telephone. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't want to waste your time. (laughs) What a jerk. Um, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing inherently wrong with Lau, but I feel weird putting him with next to Two Face, or um, yeah, putting him next to Two Face or Mister Freeze. He's uh, he's <clears throat> he does the he does the job well. He's just uh, much like Shrek. He's just a random uh, guy. Like he could have been anyone. Any anyone could have played that position. And the story would have still been served. There's nothing memorable about the character beyond the fact that he serves the story the way he does. You know what? When you put it that way, I I agree. I think he's more on the Shrek side of C than the Mr. Freeze side of C. Yeah. Yeah. I'd even do a bit of this, maybe. Even. <laughs> oh, no, get your ass over there. But yeah, that, that works for me. I just wanted to put Lau in this whole mix. <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, talk about defining, redefining a character for decades. They're still trying to do it, bro. They're still trying to bite at the apple. Um, I remember when he was first cast initially. I was one of those people that was like, um, "Is 
isn't he like kind of hot off of Brokeback Mountain right now? Like, is that a frame of reference for this Joker? Like, how am I supposed to <laughs> kind of gauge? Like, I only knew him from like Ten Things I Hate About You and Knight's Tale, and I liked those two films, but I didn't see a homicidal maniac in them. Um, I didn't. I didn't know anything about him. I knew the Brokeback Mountain thing, but what I knew about Brokeback Mountain uh, <laughs> became a tongue twister. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. What I knew about Brokeback Mountain was that my grandma would say it was a good movie. Like they, okay. she she would say all the time it was a good movie because we you know we were kids we would make fun and our Brokeback Mountain whatever but she'd say it was a good movie. So when they cast uh, when they said it was going to be Heath Ledger. From Brokeback Mountain, obviously they were the jokes. Ah, the joke is gonna do what? But you know, ultimately right. I get it. I know why. I'm pretty sure I can figure out why they cast this guy. Like it's gonna be okay. I don't think I, I was ever on the oh no, the joke is ruined train. Yeah. Like I never had that thrown in my face, <laughs> thankfully. I will say, like everybody's there's so many good things to say, and everyone's already said them about Heath Ledger, like, every possible yeah. thing you can say, because he is S-tier, like, it's, it's, there's no question, he's an S-tier, S-tier Batman villain. I almost I feel weird having Penguin up there, because Heath Ledger should probably <laughs> be alone. There's, <laughs> there's nothing, none of these other villains can, can match that portrayal, and, and partly because it, it it's the very rare instance where a where a movie person comes in and they decide boldly or arrogantly, whichever one you would like to go with, that yeah. they're going to put their own spin on something that is loved, beloved, that has existed for decades. Yeah. And Heath Ledger's Joker is the very rare instance where it worked. And it worked so well that it influenced the character for years to come after that. And that was very much because of his performance. Yeah. And it defined the character also in print. Like, you know, then they started doing more horrific takes on the Joker, more dirty takes on the Joker uh, because of this. Made the Joker a rapist in the comics after this. It, they got too dark. It was a little yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but just to say, like, yeah, it was very... A lot of people would even the contrarians would say like you know that's not even Joker like everyone loves him but like that's not even Joker that's just a terrorist right. you know right. but and I get that but that's partly what makes it so legendary is that it was so different but it was still just because it was so good we just accepted it like that is great we will yeah. take it we will take it alongside the others that we have we will take this new one and we will cherish it. Well, you know, um, people have kind of made a, a, a kind of loose comparison to like James Bond with Batman, right? And it's like if Batman is just James Bond with a you know a paintbrush of of theatrics to it, then why can't Joker be a terrorist with the same paintbrush? You know, it's just like a Bond villain, right? But with a little bit of a calling card, a little bit of a of a moniker. You know, if I, you will, I could say too, like I, I actually don't, I, I don't think everyone should do this. <laughs> like it doesn't work. Oh, hundred percent. A lot of times, almost every time, it doesn't work. <laughs> almost every single time, it doesn't work. But the, I guess what helped also is that Nolan was taking Batman's entire world and sort of grounding it and twisting it around 
uh, and making it into what Heath Ledger's Joker was as compared to what the Joker really is. So he fits for this world and for this Batman, it fits uh, perfectly. And it's yeah. probably why it was so widely accepted. I also think that, you know, um, in my opinion, uh, when you do stuff like this, you you can make changes to you know source material and stuff like that to better fit your world but for the most part you get the pass to make those changes when you've already committed to some very um universal standards to the to the the source material if we can trust that you've gotten the 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 bigger themes right the little stuff in the middle you can mess around with and you know while i think that they kind of created uh Heath Ledger's Joker on a blank canvas just using kind of the tracing of the Joker and then putting on their own sort of uh design on top of that I think Harvey Dent you know Aaron Eckhart Two-Face I think he is possibly the best um translation of a character to cinema when it comes to Batman villains. Like I, 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 I'm sitting here listening to everything you're saying about Joker and he's almost the antithesis of that in design, yeah. but perfectly again, like you said, perfectly. Like it's, it's the reason, like I totally watched the dark Knight for Heath Ledger's Joker. And I have loved the dark Knight for Heath Ledger's Joker, but I started to appreciate the dark Knight because I'm looking at it more as Harvey's story. And when you look at it through that lens from beginning to end, from the Rachel all the way to the end of his death, um, it's it's possibly, it, it, it brought to mind to me that it's possibly one of the most tragic uh, Batman stories, the, just the quintessential fall for, of, from grace of Harvey Dent and how Harvey is always going to remain a casualty of Gotham is just this yeah. like, what a, what a what a mythology for Batman what is the mythology for that city that it has a casualty it took a body it took Harvey Dent and everyone could always say that everyone could always know that it, it got them even and that got them even worse it's it's taken like many bodies it's just it's it's the idea that it doesn't deserve a hero you know like the line yeah the yeah. <laughs> yeah I yeah. I also it's it's kind of like we see the fall of Harvey Dent. Right. And, and it's the best possible portrayal of Harvey Dent because the character of Harvey Dent fits perfectly in this world. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's we almost never get to see him be a villain. That's true. Like he 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 was he was very much a hero in this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Almost yeah. all the way through. I mean, he was pretty damn angry at the end, rightfully so. Like, he has I, his he has his revenge tour at the end, you know, when he shoots the the, the limo driver, yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> uh, pistol whips, pistol whips that cop, and he, uh, um, but I mean, at one point he's ready to kill Gordon's son just for yeah, revenge, yeah. like that's yeah. <laughs> <Thanks> the baby, <laughs> like it gets big. He tells him to he, there's I mean that's what I said. You gotta put some respect on my man's name. There's a point in which he tells Gordon to tell his son that everything's gonna be okay, just like I had to tell Rachel that everything's gonna be okay. Like there's some dark my man does some dark moments in this. And even before then, when he puts the gun up to David Desmolchin's head, uh the criminal in um yeah. from uh Suicide Squad, he uh you know, like he shows like this almost like levels of big bad harv there, like almost yeah. like you keep messing with him. There is this darker streak before he gets uh, his face charred off. So I, I'm saying A or up 
you do argue? Yeah, I, I would even go S. I would even go S with Harvey because he's so good. It's just that if he, he, I would even go S. I think I would go S. I don't see any argument as to why he can't be up there. That's, I, I, you, I know, you, you know what my biggest thing for S tier is? Would I watch an entire film with just this portrayal? Yeah. No other villains in it. And absolutely. yeah, I would. I totally with would. All three of the people in S tier right now, I absolutely would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because on the look of it, it looks like DeVito's penguin shouldn't be there, but he totally should. Just look just how it looks, because he looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, and then we had Dark Knight Rises. So Dark Knight Rises gives us a brand new Bane and Tom Hardy's Bane. Um, another like another bite of the apple for Bane, but then another sort of kind of butt of the jokes. Um, he did a lot of great things in this, but there's a lot of people that just couldn't get over the voice of it all. It's still being parodied to this day. Um, but he brought the yeah, he brought the intellect that we wanted to see. Your I love it on uh Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, he's great. I'm ready. I oh <laughs> this seat, this chair is my reckoning. All, all that, all, all that stuff is is so hilarious. Uh, where does I don't think I've ever gotten your take on this Bane. I mean, a lot of people I feel like uh, were divisive about this portrayal. Well, I will. I don't know if it's surprising or not. I don't. First, I, uh, I don't hate Dark Knight Rises. I don't. Okay. I know a lot of people like. I think it's a bad movie. I'm just like, how? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I think it's I think it's a bit long, but I wouldn't say I mean, it was bad. I think it suffers from not being as good as the Dark Knight. Really, it's like that's the biggest I, thing. Really, it's like nothing. Not many. Nothing is as good as the Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but um, I think Rises could have actually been one of the first comic book part ones, part twos. It could have. I I think if you would have ended with the back break somehow. And yeah. found a way to come back in the second film with the rise of the the little rises, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I think Nolan that could have been. Done, though. He was like, no, no more of this, uh, bro. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, uh, Nightfall, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, there you go, Nightfall. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, man. that's a great uh, name for the Dark yeah, Knight. Yeah, uh, and um, but yeah, like uh, he had all the smarts. He had a cool little mask. I I um I dug the whole uh I dug the whole Wall Street thing, especially at the time. Like yeah. that, that was that was a big deal. Um so it was very topical and and it's almost timeless because those themes don't ever really disappear. We're still we're all still living under the thumb of the <laughs> the corporate one percent or you know no, totally uh so and you gotta I mean, give the power hate, to the people to the people i don't <laughs> hate this portrayal of bane i don't think it was bane though i think we i think i, I think this was a almost a swing and a miss like when it came yeah. to when it like nolan was able to what nolan was able to do with joker maybe he tried to do again with bane as right. to give his own interpretation and try to fit within the lines but i think it didn't uh work ultimately i don't hate him though i enjoyed him for this film i enjoyed him for this world i think he kind of got wasted at with the twist at the end i was like that's that's yeah. really weird I'm not sure why we did that and we took away I, the I, one yeah i feel like very similar, 
very similar to Game of Thrones, like how people now view that series almost literally just on how it ended. Yeah. It's hard for me to see Bane because of I, I really think that they fumbled that that League of Shadows, yeah, uh, Al Ghul stuff. I really yep. like it felt left field. I I don't think it served the character. It made me feel better about the character in any way. Um and yeah, it just it just really didn't sit well. The other stuff, like I said, is really really cool. Um, I you know that weird thing that they came up with that weird uh chant. Yeah, that they would do for the. Yeah, I don't know it. I don't know it. I should know it. I'm a bad fan. Uh, I that was. I always people. I have always just said it's a uh, fish fish pasta. Pasta. <laughs> yeah, fish fish pasta pasta fish fish pasta pasta. He rises. Someone made me some spaghetti. But uh, uh but where where does that make him sit then? Where does he uh, obviously doesn't he, sit in D. No, no, he's not that he's not that bad. Not at all. Uh I, <laughs> I would put him on a uh if, if I honestly I feel bad putting him in a C because I don't think he's as bad as 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 uh, <laughs> I, I I don't think he's as good as some of the Bs though. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't know. I mean, I guess we can put him in C. I guess I would go with C with Bane with Tom Hardy's Bane. 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 I'm the B at best. <laughs> 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 Talia Al Ghul. Uh talk about like yeah. and I, I also remember that um I was a bit tied up in the military when all this when all this had came out, like promotion and stuff I came out for it, but like they were like set photos of her in like this tunic. And so there was a bunch of people that were like, Oh, she's Talia. And then and then they do the movie and they're like, Oh, this shrouded in mystery, uh, this woman, and then it's like, Oh, she's Talia. I was like, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we knew that. She was standing on top of a tank. And, you know, she was wearing a tunic and she was standing on top of a tank. Um, I like Marion Cotillard. I really like that actress. Um, but nothing here. And I wish her allure for Bruce would have been more tied to her respect for her father. But it's it's just a weird, like, I heard my dad said I had some beef with you and now we got beef. It's... uh. <laughs> Like I, said, I mentioned earlier, how I liked that the the way that Rachel Ghul is immortal in this grounded world is that he his fight continues with his with his legacy, his seed. Yeah. But yeah. beyond that, that that's about the only redeemable thing I liked, and it was even that was fumble. It was just if they hadn't mentioned that in a line of exposition, I might not have picked up on it. Right, because like it, 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 like you said, her situation with Bruce was never. They never took time to define it or how it how it related to her father's mission or how did she relate to her father's mission and what did she think about it and how did she fit into the plans and what happened yeah. what, what happened when he died? There was a lot a lot that could have been done with Talia Agul and honestly, Talia is one of my favorite Batman villains. Uh, bec- just awesome. because of their weird fucking relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a child, right? <laughs> yeah. How many villains does he have a child with? Just one. That's, that's uh, true. Two. Uh, two. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, this guy's this guy's got issues. Out of control. Out of control. 
um yeah no absolutely wasted one of my favorite batman villains here um they there's nothing talia about her um even like the, there was no chemistry between her and, and bruce I that's what i'm like, saying i didn't feel i didn't feel like this the that you know that allure. Sex. and you're yeah. like oh they want to bang i i guess yeah, you're supposed to get you're supposed to get like uh now I I I define it as that Electra Daredevil from the show. Kind of yeah, like yeah. you're we're terrible for each other, but any chance we get, we're gonna screw because we're but both attractive. And, that's what and, that's what it should have been. That's what it's supposed right, to be. Right, right. I never felt that. <laughs> I never right. felt anything. Yeah. I never felt anything. It was very, very flat. Uh yeah. sad. Yeah, she didn't get to stab Batman though. She did. She was like, "Ha! This is my heel." Surprise! I'm a bad person. I get yeah. it. You and he's like, "Oh, Lucius told me I could get stabbed." <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he told me. I could get stabbed. Uh, so you want to go C or she D? Uh, she's for me personally. It's because I love Talia so much, and because this was such a letdown, I'll go D. And this I, is weird. I, it's weird, like, because I like the movie, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the movie. I really do. I swear I do. You couldn't tell by my choices. I put the two main villains down at the bottom, but I enjoy the story of the film. <laughs> but no, but that goes to show what you were just talking about, right? Like, it, like, begins, has, like, um, middling to, to pretty high-level villains. Dark Knight, the best of the best. And these were like just okay to kind of failing. Yeah. And it really goes to show the spectrum of that film. At certain points when those villains do fail, Batman's able to hold the the entertainment. He's able to hold the rest of the film. But on occasion, Batman films are kind of hinged on the villains on occasion. Especially the yeah, Burton no, ones. Batman's rope gallery is yeah. his thing. Like that's one of his gimmicks. That's one of his whole thing. Yeah. If you can't get that right, then you have failed. Well, I'm glad you said that line because it looks like we're in the not gotten right portion of, yeah. <laughs> of the. Of we're going to be stuck in the not gotten right for a while now. It felt unfair. It felt truly unfair to not name any people, any antagonist towards Ben Affleck's Batman. I know he's a lot of people's favorite. I believe he's my, actually yours, right? Are you? My favorite Batman. Batfleck. I... Yeah, listen, he is the Dark Knight Returns Batman. The Dark Knight Returns Batman is an alternate version of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally. my favorite Batman because I love that damn story. Right. Uh, he unfortunately never got his own movie. So we'll never get to see him up against a villain. Uh, in a solo in, film, yeah. Yeah, but technically Batman v Superman is his movie like it's yeah. told from his perspective and he's got the billing on the marquee which means fortunately or unfortunately we have to rank his villain in BVS Lex Luthor oh, damn it. Jesse so Eisenberg's Lex Luthor I considered putting Doomsday in this but yeah. <laughs> I, I only had room for one CGI gray <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> I picked uh, you know, uh the Whedon's version. But yeah, um it's it you, my biggest beef about this Lex Luthor is that I feel like people have written essays about how this could be our Lex. Like I feel like 
there's become almost an exercise in explaining things that not even the film did to kind of make him fit. And I just don't think he does. I just think that literally, if you called him any other name, if you gave him any other alias, if you made him, um, I thought he he was a good, I thought he would have been a great, uh, Riddler. (laughs) People were saying arcade at one point when they first saw the pictures. No. I got heavy, heavy Riddler vibes from this whimsical Lex Luthor. That almost... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I always, for for a person like again, for a person who enjoyed the movie, I, I always thought Lex was one of the biggest failings of it. He, yeah. he it's, it's not, it's, it's funny because his plan, and if you, if you, if you, if if you break it, if you look at it, if you list it, if you if you think about it and say it out loud in words, it's a very Lex Luthor plan. It's it incredibly is. elaborate, yeah. Yeah. It would have worked a lot better with a different portrayal of the character because I was this weirdo, whimsical, hoo-hoo, flippy fairy Lex Luthor, uh capable of even thinking of these things. He's like entirely unstable. He's cutting himself off in the middle of his own speeches. It was very weird. And it, it, it was not Lex at all. <laughs> like I think at some point people were just like, "That's not even Lex. That's Lex Junior. The Lex right. that we know is is dead. That was his father." You know, like it was so weird and off that people had to try to, like you said, come up with reasons why. <laughs> yeah, the essays are just like, "Well, what you don't understand is," and I'm like, "No, he's not good. Like, what's going on here?" And like I said, um, you know, th- there's levels of like th- There was one thing that Kevin Smith said that I think could have literally fixed it all is if they would have made uh, Lex a like devout Christian. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because if they would have made Lex a devout Christian, his story about still being beaten by his father would create this riff of whether or not gods do exist or not. Because if they do, they can't be all good, right? Like he's like he's saying. Like, if God's around, why is he letting me get slapped up? And now we have this man who says that he's, who people are depicting as a God. Well, he must be bad, too. He must let bad things happen, too. Because if not, then why did God let bad things happen to me? Like a weird kind of spiteful, you know, God screwed me over, so I'm not allowing any other people to be defined or depicted as gods in this. I don't think I've ever had a problem with his motivation. It was just... If, if that they called him Lex Luthor, <laughs> like that was well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, he feels like a child playing in this, whereas uh, the depictions of Superman and Batman are almost very adult, very serious. I wish they got like an older or a more I wanted Brian Lex. It needed yeah. Brian Cranston, it needed to be Brian Cranston, it needed to be him so bad, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And this is like the height of Breaking Bad, like this is like was, the height of all that, that stuff, so that would have been perfect. perfect. I don't, I think that might even change people's perception on the film. Like that Lex with that demeanor, doing that plan, yeah. and saying those just, things. Just no, just no uh, Jolly Ranchers and stuff. But I think everything else. No Jolly Ranchers, good. please. That'd be really weird, actually. To see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, but, Jolly Ranchers in somebody's mouth. But um, this I I like I said, I never had an issue with his motivation. It was just like. Weird that this guy is supposed to be like Luthor. Uh, yeah, like, so he's a he's a D tier. Uh, I, I have no problem putting him in D tier. <laughs> um, uh, 
So next up, we have Jared Leto's Joker, the Suicide Squad. I guess you could even almost say post credits for Zack Snyder's Justice League as well, even though I think they might have been friends in that. It feels like the. <laughs> I almost feel bad uh, judging this Leto Joker because it's so weird. His whole history as a as a person portraying this character, like we, uh, what or or portraying characters, or characters. <laughs> Like Jared Leto in general, like the whole the whole <laughs> mystique that comes around that of like all this method acting, all this waiting for the for the performance, and then you see it, and it's just like, okay, oh. <laughs> yeah, like okay. oh, also oh, so you were doing a bunch of weird stuff for that, okay, <laughs> all right. I, I of course, I of course liked him in the fight like if he only existed in the five minutes at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League I'd be like he's fine <laughs> but we had to deal with the 10 minutes of him in Suicide Squad which was not fine it was strange it was odd yes. it was yeah. very it was so weird it's the, it's the only word I had for it it was just it wasn't even that it was off it felt like the, <laughs> like uh like somebody took the Joker and wrapped him up in aluminum foil and hot topic products. It felt like he was doing a bit of it felt like he was also doing a bit of Ace Ventura. Like it also <laughs> felt like he was doing a bit of like oh hunka hunka and bunch of like, like <laughs> carry stuff and it was just like what is going on? He like snarls on occasion. <laughs> like there's a he definitely like was coming up with a brand, but I remember the whole thing about like Oh, you know, like his the, the the visual of him is very evocative. You see it and you're going to have a feeling on it. You either hate it or you love it, but you have a feeling on it. And that's that's important. And so, you know, I remember almost all every picture they showed of him in Jack Snyder's Justice League looks cool. It just looks cool. Like all that your crown of thorn stuff, the long hair, the the the, the red across the mouth. Um but it looks cool, but it just, he feels like a concept. He even says at one point, I think in the deleted uh, or the extended cut of the Suicide Squad, like, I'm more like, I'm more of an idea, right? Yeah. And that's what he feels like. He feels like an idea that they didn't finish writing. And they just were like, oh, snap, it's it's due? Yeah, go ahead. Why? Well, I, mean, I don't know. That's what he is. That's all he is. We, we, we. He is an idea that we never got to see finished writing, <laughs> but yeah. we got we we got the um, the Frankenstein version of him in Suicide Squad. We, so we never got to see whatever that was going to be. You know, we got, I can't even picture what could have been like this. It just if it was just more of this, then fuck that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, the he did ask Batman for a reach around in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, the five minutes of Zack Snyder's Justice League was. It almost felt like a different character. Like it was just the same guy playing the Joker, but this one is, this one is is uh, <laughs> Jesus or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or something? Question mark. <laughs> it didn't even feel like the same person. It's like it's so weird and disconnected, and it's it's a mess. The whole yeah. thing is a mess, and I am glad to be rid of it. D. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yes. All right. All right. Let it be. Your, 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 uh, you know, the people prior to you soared so high. There was, so, <laughs> there was still so much uh, left for you to do. Um, now we're here for the uh, a one two punch of Zack Snyder's Justice League Steppenwolf and Justice League's Steppenwolf. 
Um, I don't think we need to say much about Joss's leagues. I'm ready to put him in D. Uh, he's basically D, and he's even more D because of Wonder Woman doing Aries and almost making him look very similar. Yeah. You know, like you're even worse for that because that just came out a couple months ago and that was so fire. <laughs> and then you come out <laughs> and just not get it all. But where you want to put our boy Steppenwolf, uh, Zack Snyder's Steppenwolf? I really like that uh, sad Steppenwolf. Me too. <laughs> I like Me Steppenwolf too. with a purpose, which is worth like the other one. I guess one of the biggest things was like we, we, he was so flat. But uh, this, this one, you it was he looked so alien and ugly and like, monstrous, but you felt for him. Wasn't when, that weird? That was the biggest. That was the biggest takeaway from that film that I got. That was almost like jarred against my own logic because it's like how the hell could a person like that actually resembles a human with human characteristics be less relatable <laughs> than the freaking monster? And you know, just the the, the dialogue, the stilted way that he spoke all of it just really really worked um i almost put in dark side but then i was like batman didn't do anything but give him the finger i think so, <laughs> yeah he like, would have died yeah he totally he totally would have died um let's let, let's go with b you ready to go with yeah b? yeah absolutely steppenwolf the real steppenwolf is a b-tier villain he's great i enjoyed and, it and like i said his like his journey made him a bit like pitiful and the pitifulness added to a level of desperation that you believed whereas justice leagues is just walking around chopping up amazons all willy-nilly so i'm not much of a fan of that but now we are here look at how we created like a bit of a pyramid of sorts uh with this thing um so we are here with the trifecta that is in the batman the three biggest villains of that and uh we'll see where they stack up against everything else just to go over what we have so far we on s tier we have heath ledger's joker we have danny devito as the penguin we have aaron eckhart as two-face in a tier we have the rogues gallery of batman 66 in batman the movie we have jack nicholson's joker and we have uh liam neeson's I was going to say Henry Ducard, <laughs> Ra's al Ghul. In B tier, sitting comfortably, is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, Jim Carrey's Riddler. I wish I knew that actor's Falcon. Cillian Murphy's Scarecrow. Yes. We got our boy, our boy Steppenwolf. And then in the C tier, we have Poison Ivy from Batman and Robin. Max Shrek from Batman Returns, Lau from ba uh, The Dark Knight, another Batman and Robin contestant in Mr. Freeze, and then Bane, and then the worst of the worst <laughs> is, a, is, a, uh, is a gallery filled with Two-Face from Batman Forever. This really is like the one. I'm, looking, I'm just looking at it like, could you imagine if this team decided to put together a plan? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> It's like something uh, out of how it should have ended. Yeah, yeah, this is <laughs> ridiculous. Bane from Batman and Robin, Talia from uh, The Dark Knight Rises, BVS's Lex Luthor, Suicide Squads, The Joker, and then we have Steppenwolf from Justice League. Um, but yeah, we come around to the Batman. It's just out. People have just re-seen it. They're loving it. Um, a lot of people in this are getting praised, but some of them praise is being heaped onto the villains, and rightfully so. 
So I wanted to discuss these guys here. So we have John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. I really liked this. Um, John has a level of, he's reached a level of old man <laughs> where you, be, where you believe it. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh yeah. No, I, I, everything about his Falcone was just believable. Like I, I, I he was like a scumbag, like a scummy old yeah. timey New York dick. Right. A hundred percent. And sleazy. Yeah. Like you, you feel, you feel the, the sleaze just dripping yeah. off of him and, and he barely raises a voice. He barely yeah. yells, and but I he think, commands, but yeah, commands. it's so good. I think that that totally lends to that that character's um, the way he plays that character. Like I said, like it's believable because because he's not overacting. He's acting as if he's acting like a man who controls everything, and thus he's incredibly chill in all situations. Um, but that makes it to me difficult to place. Makes it difficult really? to place, my I man. Find, I find it really easy. Yeah, where, where you want to put him? I enjoyed him a lot. Probably one of the things I enjoyed the most about this very great film. This really? Film, was was I don't know if we spoke about that initially on, on the first watch that that he stood out as much as he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I loved his Falcone so much. Even more the second time that I watched it. I watched it yesterday. It's like, yeah. he's so good. I if only the only thing I was wondering was like if Catwoman gave him the three scars at the end of the movie, where the hell did he get them from the entire time? He oh said. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, but, but other than that, like that's that's such a stupid little thing. That was just something I found funny. I right. just I loved him. I loved him uh, so much. I for me, he's the answer. I think I think a tier. I think a tier is fair. To be fair, um. Man, uh, so what I found was funny is that, like, I remember when Into the Spider-Verse came out, right? And Into the Spider-Verse gave us our first New York goon kingpin. (laughs) You know, it gave us our first, like, almost Italian sort of kingpin. And, you know, it's not always about the money, Spider-Man. Like, all that stuff. (laughs) And I remember thinking, like, wow, why have we never gotten this before? Like, it just seems like it makes sense, New York, that it would be like that. And then we get this version of Penguin by Colin Farrell, who is like a New York Italian sort of Oswald Cobblepot, completely disappears in the makeup. And he's another one that just oozes sleaze. Like he he's an incredibly unattractive man on purpose in this film depicted that depicted that way, but he still carries him a, a carries himself around with like an unearned swagger that makes him look like the scum of the earth <laughs> in this. And then he treats women weird. He's he's uh you know he's a drug dealer. He's an arms dealer. All that kind of stuff. After two watches now, where do you sit on Colin Farrell's Penguin? I think Colin Farrell's Penguin is another th- is another part of the Batman movie that I enjoyed a lot. Uh, the only the only thing that I think would keep me from throwing him all the way up uh, with everyone else so far is how is that we didn't get so much of him because his story is yet to be told. He's got yeah. he's going to get a spotlight on him, and I'm sure that after we watch six episodes of Colin Farrell as the goddamn Penguin, we're going to be talking very differently. But I feel yeah. like before we get to that, I can't yet place him at an A tier. Like, I think he can be there. I just think we haven't gotten enough yet. I think it was great. I think we had a great car chase scene, and I think he showed great potential to be an amazing Batman villain. Yeah. I 
I don't think that I want to place him in the A tier yet. See, <laughs> I'm I'm I feel the way you feel, but I feel that way about S tier. <laughs> yeah. I feel that we're not ready to put it in the S tier yet. I feel like he's low A. I could see that because I feel like he's high B. <laughs> but look at the look at who's in B. I think I think he's heads above everybody in B though. Sure. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like he's heads above everybody in B. But when it comes to someone like Catwoman, who was also the B villain of her film, yeah, it's true. They, they, the level of uh, significance that they had is almost equal. Like she probably had more screen time than he did, but she failed uh, in more places yeah. than he. Did. Uh, I loved his penguin. I just I didn't think I've seen enough of him to be like, yeah, hell yeah, hey. But I would go with low A. <laughs> I, I, I go. Low- low, I think I think low A works. I think low A works. Um, but I think you're right. I think that the Batman will. I think right now that we've just seen it, and it'll be some time before we get a sequel. You know, I I love that the hype around it, but I really think that it might be setting up for quite frankly the best Batman anything ever. The thing that comes <laughs> next with this foundation, I argue that we've never had a foundation set this well in a Batman universe before. So now that that we started like this, the next thing is going to be the most fire thing of all time because like even Begins is a bit dry. I think this is more, I thought Batman was better than uh, Begins in the pacing yeah. of it all. Yeah, well, it absolutely was better than uh, Begins. It, only, it, it also didn't, it wasn't weighed down with having to tell the, uh, the origin and having to spend half the film getting to the Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what, like, it's always going to have the advantage of giving you the Batman, like, 10 minutes in. Like, we're 10 minutes in the film, and we are here. This is happening. Yeah. You know? But this says so much that the Batman isn't compared to Batman because no one thinks to compare it to Batman because it's no. immediately the Dark Knight. Is it better than the Dark Knight? That's how good it is. Right, it, but, but I think in doing so, people are misremembering that's the only reason why the Dark Knight is so good. The Dark Knight, I don't think, would have been that good just on the strength of the Dark Knight alone. I think yeah, it's building off of relationships and begins, you yeah. know? Uh, and so, um, you know, I still think Dark Knight is better than the Batman, but I I don't think that it's a fair fight. I think yeah. the fair fight will be the Batman sequel, which I yeah, think exactly. might have the opportunity to eclipse it if, if given an opportunity. And it could eclipse it if you keep Joker in prison. Please, for the love of God, please have some restraint. Please. I'm fairly certain, just from the way this movie was set up, like the the two, there were two stingers in the end, and one stinger was for Penguin, and the other stinger was for Joker and Riddler. So I, yeah. And then there's two spinoffs in development right now. One is for Penguin, and one is in Arkham. I that is very true. That the Joker Penguin story, the Joker Riddler story is going to get told. And it's going to get told on that HBO Max series. And honestly, I don't got any issue with it. It's yeah. a, this new world where a trilogy of movies doesn't just mean a trilogy. Now it means a trilogy and TV spinoffs. To be honest, now that you think about it, like that's that's comics, isn't it? Like it's yeah. like okay, we're gonna you you know you we'll do this this Joker uh, or Penguin miniseries. You don't necessarily yeah. have to read it, but if you like Batman and you go and read it, you'll get a better understanding of all this stuff. They're kind of figuring it out. Like why don't we just do what these books have been doing for decades yeah. that we base this stuff on? 
They're getting it. They didn't get there the way they should have got there. But they're getting it. They're figuring out that this world can be intertwined and spread out into even further uh, horizons. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, I made a mistake. I actually forgot one, but I would like to bring it up here in general and see if we could debate where it would go. Uh, where would you put, and I guess because it just wasn't live action, but where would you put uh, the Phantasm? Oh, Wow. Uh, that's a, that's easily an eight tier. <laughs> like, I didn't even have to think of that. The, I agree the, as well. The way, like, the way they tied Andrea to Bruce's origin and didn't step all over the things that make him Batman, but rather enhanced it. Like, yeah. it, like the the pain that you feel for Bruce Wayne when he wants so badly to be with this woman. And like and, and and he just can't because he has to do Batman. And that choice leading to her life, like he he wasn't there when she needed him most, and she fell down a bad path because yeah. he chose to Batman. It's like it's freaking awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe the phantasm didn't leak into like more stuff. Like we haven't seen that in anything else. It, it she just, popped up in that Catwoman comic, right? The Bat- yeah, Batman recently Tom King used her in Bat- Batman Catwoman, Cat Bat, or whatever he called it. Yeah. And I think she showed up as uh, an older lady in the end of Justice League Unlimited. It's okay. not the end, that epilogue episode. I think Waller paid her to kill Terry McGinnis's parents, but she was like, I, I can't do that. That's really sick. Right, <laughs> right, right. I'm retired. <laughs> It's been a while. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Phantasm is such a great villain. It's just like people will hear it and they're like, Phantasm. And you like, and you see the names that are here, like Joker and Ra's al Ghul and a Penguin and a Falcon and, you know, and Catwoman. Yeah. And you're like, who the hell is Phantasm? Like, Phantasm, Phantasm story. It's in its relation to the character Batman. It's, it's, it's masterful. It's awesome. I yeah. can't believe, like I said, we haven't seen a live action. It didn't show up in more comics. It's nuts. Right. I think I, I totally agree with you. I think that's A tier. Uh, where do you sit on Zach Galifianakis's Joker from Lego Batman? <laughs> he, he was uh, the whole the whole uh, the whole relationship thing that they did. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Re- good. recontextualizing it was very- the rivalry as a relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It was fun. It's very entertaining. I loved it. I wouldn't. It wasn't as compelling as everyone yeah. that's in the A tier. So it's a clear. I it's think like it's B. B. It's yeah, B. I think B is fair. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but now we are at the final, the big bad of the Batman, Paul Dano's the Riddler, Edward Nashton. As opposed to Edward Nigma, but I think Nashton was the original surname name of the Riddler when he first appeared in comics. And there was like something like one of his aliases was Nigma, right? Yeah, At one yeah. Point. yeah, yeah. Which would I make sense. Like, like sometimes yeah. that's a bit on the nose, like that you would actually be born that way and then turn out that way. But taking it on <laughs> makes a lot more sense yeah. than uh, being born like you know, Mister E, Mister E Nigma, Doctor Nigma. Uh, so. Where do you sit on Paul Dano's Riddler? Uh, I'll go ahead first and say that I really liked it, but I definitely got shades of uh, Ledger's Joker in this, and I didn't, I didn't know how I felt about that because it started to, once people started the conversation about this versus Dark Knight, that becomes one of my pet peeves. It's like, well, 
I, I saw this, like, you know, like I, like I saw, you know, note, notes and videos, uh, scary looking notes and videos being sent to Batman, telling him to do stuff <laughs> so, and try to figure things out, you know. Um, but, I think at a basic level, you're always going to find some of those similarities. And if you look for them, they're going to be, they're going to appear heavy because they're like there. They are there. You can, if you look really hard, you can make the Harry Potter series sound like a Star Wars ripoff. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If you boil it all down to the hero's yeah. journey and the Bruce, I mean, I would say Bruce yeah. Campbell, the Joseph Campbell of it all. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I honestly, I feel though, I feel like this Riddler um, stands on its own. If, if actually, now that you mentioned the thing about being too similar to uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, we got a glimpse of Batman's Joker, this Robert Pattinson's Joker and in the deleted scene and in the proper film proper. <laughs> and yeah. I kind of hated the whole I hated the ledger influence. <laughs> like the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Smacking and all the I kind of I was like, all right, if we lean too far into the into the ledger one that's uh purposely different than what the Joker really is and only fits in its own world, then we'll start taking away from what the Joker is supposed to be. But, you know, hopefully we won't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, and like I said, like I, the, the, I think they, they kind of up the ante in the depiction of domestic terrorism in this because there's been a lot of domestic terrorism going on, especially in the last couple of years. And they were able to pull for some very real examples of that and how they build fandoms around, you know, these sort of terrorists and their mission statements. Random internet people to do these horrible things. But it all boils down to a very personal vendetta against society for a very personal reason, as opposed to, you know, you're not trying to free the masses. You're trying to get revenge on for your own uh, sake and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like I'm not saying any of that as a, as a detraction. I'm saying that it, it was almost um, super uh, realistic to depict him that way and yeah. to depict him as somebody who at one point can't even vocalize his disdain over things just not going right. Like he literally just goes, ah, <laughs> he, he just so, you know what I'm like he just, oh, doesn't have the, he just doesn't have the emotional capacity. Like you can, you, you see it in him. Um, but I, yeah, I totally dug him that, that, where does that put him though? Is he, does he go up with the big boys? Is he, is no, he I thought, I thought, uh, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great performance from uh, from uh, Paul Dano. Uh, yeah. the, the whole, the whole, I guess, mental, mentally disabled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not sure. Like, was it defined? I get, I get what, I get what you mean. I, at the very least, um, he was not. He was never treated. At the very least, whatever he was going through, because we we're at a point right now in mental health where I think that the stigma has kind of been lifted from people yeah. who have suffered from all sorts of mental illness, but he yeah. is surely not getting the help that he needs if he thinks. Yeah, no. yeah, this yeah absolutely. That's not to say people like I. I think you know there's like obviously an issue where people believe like yeah you're portraying all the mentally ill as villains and you're, we're not all bad and it's like I get that I, but like you said he's clearly untreated and he's not looking to get help. <laughs> that, that's the biggest thing. There's nothing wrong with. 
you not feeling like yourself or you feeling as if, you know, the mind is crazy, chemicals in the body, all that stuff triggers trauma, PTSD, all that stuff is freaking real. But if you are, I, I always said uh, the difference between a hero and a villain is that both go through trauma, but a hero uses that trauma to help people. A villain uses that trauma to hurt people. And through the trauma that Edward Nash faced with this whole, like with the shitty Gotham uh, adoption agency, basically the shitty Gotham orphanage, uh, you know, and the, all the money getting moved around from that, that whole uh, renew fund. Uh, he felt betrayed. He felt like somebody who fell through the cracks. And if you've lived in the, on the earth for the past five years, I think each and every one of us has fallen through some sort of crack in the system and realized how lost you can really be and how just a number or just a, you know, a body count you could really be in this grand scheme of things. So in dealing with all of that, I think, I think that he's up there. I I put him A tier. I think he's yeah, better no, than everybody in B tier. Certainly uh, A tier for sure. I, I think, uh, even middle age here, like above, uh, uh, above, like penguin for I think even it's just yeah. Um, he fell just short of S tier, and I'm not sure what it, I'm not sure I can even put my finger on it yet. I, I maybe it was. Uh, I honestly, I I can say when it comes to me, it's simple. It it becomes like if I want to see this done well, I have. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if I want to see it done S tier style, I feel like Heath Ledger's Joker does it. So For I feel sure. weird putting somebody up there. It'd be like um, it'd be like uh, you know we're both wrestling fans and we've seen recently that some people would like to take whole uh, segments of matches and do them as homage. Yeah. So it feels like putting those matches up against the actual matches that did it. Yeah. You know, it's like. I feel it just feels disingenuous to put it up, put him up there. But if you look at this, this, these tiers that we've created, uh, it kind of says something that he, do, I mean, that he does seemingly have like the, the, it looks like the way it has shifted to upper tier to S tier, you know, um, characters. I believe I picked up 25. And so that's, there's nine there. So it's like the upper third. I mean, the one third of it is 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 high to God tier, yeah. Uh, his rose gallery. So I think that says a lot. Um, looking through this, do you see anything? That, do you see any people that shouldn't be rubbing shoulders? Do you see anything that uh, doesn't work for you? No, not really. Honestly, we hit everything on the head. I think some people are gonna be weird about the penguin up there, but. When <laughs> I love part of me wants to put this out like either tomorrow because I can just save this this picture. <laughs> Part of me wants to just put it out and be like, if you want to hear the rationale and reasoning of this, go, you know, uh, go check it out um, when the podcast drops. But I'm also looking to uh, find a way to make this into a video and, and put it up, you know, of, of sorts. I think tear factor can be fun. I think it, it doesn't take much research. It's all gut feelings and gut reactions, um, impulsive, exactly how the major issues podcast should be. But uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm liking this list. I'm very, I am shocked that at the end when we came down to it, that Penguin did get get up there. I think it's funnier that he's in the middle, and he's not in the middle as far as ranking, but just it's just yeah. how it, it placed. <laughs> just so and, weird looking in the middle of the two series yeah, characters. And the two, those two characters were in the same film as well. So it's like, <laughs> hey guys, it's like sitting in the middle. <laughs> hey guys, I'm joining the party. Don't get too buddy buddy. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, like that, that I, one could argue that our S tier is the darkest depictions of Batman's villains in his history. I think people are mostly going to want, they're going to want Jack Nicholson with Penguin is, but I, you're going to have to listen to this whole episode to figure <laughs> out why. <laughs> or, or just the beginning, because he was rarely, he was, he was put up there pretty early, but I, I agree with you. I, I want to put him up there, but... Um, I, I, He's high A. I'd put him. I'd even put. I'd even do that. How's that? Yeah, he is high A. He's the Stan- highest. Yeah, standard bearer. He's the standard bearer for A. Um, and yeah, like I said, like a lot of these are people who like B is like you just kind of pass the test. C is like thank you for coming to class. <laughs> you know, like th- thank you guys for coming to class. We know you didn't bring your book bag or your pen, <laughs> but well, you're just gonna glad to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> You get the credit for showing up and then d is like where did y'all go wrong like and i think the worst parts of d is that when you look at almost everybody up here it's been done either before or ends up getting done better in the future which shows the potential of those characters which is why they're where they're at because the potential was there it's not like how could you ever depict you know a freaking roided out you know genius it's like well we figured it out (laughs) so you guys uh suck on that but man i'm gonna love doing this i want to do this a bunch of times with a bunch of weird stuff ridiculous stuff we're doing we're doing like you know we could do tv show villains uh superhero outfits theme songs seasons of a television show uh with like you know, it's gonna be absolutely crazy but um this i will wrap up this first episode of tear factor look this is what it is people Look at this list. This is what it is. This is what's going to be causing some fights. This is going to be causing some arguments. And I'll go ahead even in the show notes and put a link to this um, where we did this so you guys could possibly come up with your own list. We'd like to see what some of you guys are, uh, where, where some of those things landed for you. You won't have a two-hour or hour-and-a-half podcast to discuss it. Why? But I still like to see where some of that stuff sits for you guys. But, um, yeah, that, it, we're... Officially past six years on the on comic book click, we're coming up on I want to say four or five years on the Major Issues podcast. We, we like creating some of this new content and stuff, so um, keep paying attention. We're doing a bit of an overhaul on our side of things when it comes to social media, um, but it's in, in the best way. Where we're trying to increase our team and increase our reach, and doing fun stuff like this is always going to keep um, morale high. So this, this has always been fun. Uh, but thank you for listening to this episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Every other episode of the Major Issues Podcast is available. The one easiest place to find it is comicbookclick.com, which is where we put all of our uh, everything that we do. Our articles written by us, merchandise designed by us. Um, it's where Comic Book Click li- lives and breathes, comicbookclick.com. And every episode of the Major Issues Podcast is already there. But if you already have a podcast player, if you already listen to your podcast on a specific app, we're available wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, and even Facebook. And if you're following us on social media, especially Facebook, you'll get notified immediately when a podcast drops. So make sure you're following us across all socials like Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic Book Click, and that you use that hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues CBC, constantly posting dank memes, comic book updates, and comic book news. So make sure that you're paying attention to that as well. If you'd like to help out 
things. You know, we do this every single week free of charge and it drops every single Wednesday. We haven't missed a single one, knock on vibranium. But yeah. uh, if, if you'd like to help us out, you could do so several ways. Consider rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes in your iTunes app. You can rate and review us. Uh, you can give us a star rating and write a little bit of a review. And if you give us five stars, we pop up in other people's searches for this kind of conversation. And we want other people who are looking for our kind of conversation to reach us. So make sure that you are doing your best to spread the word with word of mouth. Listen to the Major Issues podcast. Put it on in your friend's house. Make them listen to it. You know, odds are you end up digging it anyway. But yeah, like, like, share. Um, spread the podcast around, rate and review us on iTunes. You can do all that free of charge. Also consider getting some of our merchandise at TeePublic, which you can do so by going to comicbookclick.com and hitting that shop CBC link. We're dropping some Moon Knight shirts soon. And given, uh, you know, Disney's propensity to take things down, these could be limited edition shirts. John Escudero, for those who are just listening to the podcast um, and can't see it, is actually wearing a limited edition comic book click t-shirt. <laughs> has been ripped from ripped from the uh, stores but i love it. it actually looks really really good um uh a restore the snyderverse uh television <laughs> i mean i mean t-shirt it should shirt. be mentioned that like i i'm wearing the shirt because i enjoy it and it's comfortable i've long since given up on uh, oh. seeing the snyderverse restored <laughs> i don't i don't want to be confused with one of the people on twitter who still gets mad that the batman made 750 million dollars you know Oh yeah, no, I, 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 you, you were never against that. You just wanted that man's vision seen throughout. And I also would uh, suspect that that uh, shirt is at the very least a conversation starter. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the Snyder stuff, and the next thing you know, you're, you're getting all in it. Uh, and fight. that's what a fight. That's what it's a <laughs> fight. <laughs> <laughs> some old lady at the grocery store. <laughs> that bitch had the nerve to disrespect Man of Steel. <laughs> she said, "Batfleck is in canon." And I just couldn't, I couldn't let it stand no more. I said, no, you're not going to be canon, bitch. <laughs> you. Reality, <laughs> reality punch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, um, just, yeah, consider getting a shirt from us. Like it says, dank shirts, they're one of a kind. Uh, I make them myself, so, you know, they're, they're being made original. Uh, consider getting them. We get a kickback from every one of those shirts. But if you want to put your money where your mouth is, you really want to support us, consider going to patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for a little as 10 cents a day, the lowest tier is just $3 a month. So as for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us afford the hardware, the software, and uh, just the resources in general to become a better channel, better podcast, a better, uh, better people. You know, money makes people better, right? That's what that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Every story that ever told has supported that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the money says in God we trust people. It, it, it's all, it's all there. So help us uh, become better because I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. But I can't tell you how we do it because it mess up the timeline, and then Lao would be in the S tier, and everyone would be confused. Oh, oh no. Uh, I mean, no, no one man should have all that power. So help me keep Lau exactly where he deserves to be and help me keep this whole thing uh, running as we do this because that's what we're here to do as part of Comic Book Click. But that's all I got at the moment. Um, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. This is John Escudero, a.k.a. Yogi. And this has been our Tear Factor Cinematic Batman Villains episode of the Major Issues Podcast. And remember... Whether you think you're A tier, B tier, C tier, or D tier, if you're a member of the click, you're always 
S tier. So always remember that and always remember that you, yes, you are worthy.